Please pray with me. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. One thing that I always found um, frustrating and rather stifling about the evangelical faith of my youth as I was growing up was its tendency towards anti-intellectualism. As far as I saw, there was often a fear and a suspicion towards science um, or really just education in general. Um, too much learning, uh, it was thought, would cause confusion and, and doubt, uh, leaving one unable to trust in the simple faith of the scriptures. It wasn't always put like that. Um, and there were, of course, many exceptions. I don't want to paint everyone with a broad brush, but it was real enough to be a real problem for me. I was attracted to the Episcopal Church in part because I perceived there a greater intellectual openness. Of course, anti-intellectualism isn't unique to evangelical Christianity. Um, it's present in the Episcopal Church too. It's present really, I think, in any group, um, but especially groups that are marginalized or, um, or, or, or feel dismissed, um, threatened. They become fearful. They become distrustful of those they perceive to be the self-appointed, educated elites, right? They feel defensive, attacked. Have we seen how just how dangerous this can be recently with um, the proliferation of, of what? Fake news, phony science, uh, conspiracy theories like the QAnon cult that seem to be invincible to the challenge of evidence, of facts, of truth, of, of reality. Knowledge, I think, we all can agree, is a good thing and a necessary thing. The prophet Hosea lamented, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And Jesus himself said, the truth shall set you free. And yet, in our epistle reading today, St. Paul warns us of the danger of knowledge without charity. The danger of knowledge without charity. In fact, he maintains charity or love, um, a, a, a concern for the well-being and the... Uh, the flourishing of our neighbor has priority of importance even over something as good, as necessary, and as important as knowledge. Meaning it's not 
enough just to be right. We also have to be charitable. We have to be loving. Now, it's important to understand this isn't anti-intellectualism. Knowledge is a good and necessary thing, as we've said, but a little bit of knowledge, as they say, is a dangerous thing. Um, knowledge, St. Paul says, puffs up, but love builds up. And what does he mean? Um, love, charity, builds up. It edifies, it nourishes, it brings actual growth, it makes us stronger. Charity develops our character in real and substantial ways. Um, it helps us to mature in our faith and brings us closer to the stature of Christ. Love builds up. Knowledge, by contrast, can inflate. Um, when something is inflated, it's made to appear bigger than it actually is because it's puffed up, right? Um, it may appear large and substantial, but um, in reality is, is full of hot air, as the saying goes. Um, here are some examples of the dangerous inflation that a little bit of knowledge can cause if we're not careful. Um, so we, we perhaps have all, ex um, well, Knowledge, I think, can also make us um, conceited. We've all experienced this. Um, it can cause us to look down upon others and even divide the world into the enlightened ones, the ones in the know, uh, and the foolish ones. So we've perhaps all experienced the, the young man or, or woman who, who goes off to university, right? Um, their minds are being expanded by all kinds of new ideas and information that they're learning. Um, yet, their newfound enlightenment can make them incorrigible, right? Um, they can be absolutely convinced that their parents and everyone else in their family are hopelessly ignorant, right? They gain a little bit of knowledge and suddenly they think they know everything. Maybe that person was you. <laughs> um, no doubt you learned pretty quickly that you weren't quite as clever or informed as you thought you were. Um, you had a little bit of knowledge, and that's a good thing, but you still had a lot of learning and experience to do. You may even feel somewhat embarrassed by your behavior now. Um, knowledge can make us, a little bit of knowledge, can make us overconfident. Um, it can give us an inflated sense of ourself. Um, we can rush headlong into danger, believing we fully understand the situation when we don't. Or um, think of the examples recently. Spiritually, a little bit of knowledge can uh, give us an inflated sense of our own connection to God, right? Um, over and over again, we see uh, preachers, my colleagues, <laughs> um, 
people with large platforms who speak to much greater audiences than, than I do, who sort of have this idea that their own thoughts are just sort of over-identified with God's will, um, with, with, with revelation, so that any thought that occurs to them comes directly from heaven, right? Um, so w embarrassingly, we had a number of charismatic preachers uh, believing that they had prophecy about the results of the election, and, and they were shown to be wrong. Their balloon was popped. They were inflated, and they were shown to be mistaken. Also, um, when our knowledge outpaces the development of our character, um, it can simply make us more adept at rationalizing or excusing bad behavior. Um, when a society, uh, when their knowledge outpaces their charity, um, it can become dangerous. It can assist them in the invention of weapons used to destroy or other harmful or exploitive enterprises. If only we, we learned how to live at peace with one another as quickly as our scientific knowledge advanced. We'd be better off. Love builds up. Consider a villain from popular culture like Lex Luthor, right? The greatest criminal mastermind on the planet. Gene Hackman played him in the movie. Uh, was he any better off for his knowledge? He had knowledge, profound knowledge, scientific skill, but his character was undeveloped. A little bit of knowledge deceives. It makes us feel more advanced than we actually are, and it can make us feel superior to others. Um, now, is this a reason to shun the pursuit of knowledge? Of course not. Of course not. Um, it is, however, a counsel towards intellectual humility. Anyone who claims to know something, says St. Paul, does not have yet the necessary knowledge. Meaning, if we are convinced of our brilliance, of our intellectual superiority to everyone else, if we're convinced that we know something, well, we can be pretty ignorant. We have not yet learned the importance of humility. We have not yet understood the fathomless depth of truth, which always surprises us and makes us makes a fool out of even the wisest of people. Paul adds, anyone who loves God, the same is known by him. Knowledge of God presupposes being known by him. We can only know God because he has first revealed himself to us. God has revealed himself to us in Jesus Christ. He has poured out his love for us on the cross. And that's how we know God, through his love of us. Um, and where is there room for boasting in that? Our knowledge of God is a gift given to us by God. The, re 
the proper response to knowing God, being known by him, is to grow in love of him and in love of our neighbor. That's how we will know that we have knowledge, when we have love. This is the whole of the law, and by this God informs us, he forms us into a people uh, created in his image and likeness. Truly to know God is to love him, and to love God is to love our neighbor. Love must come first in that, in the order of love and then knowledge. Um, when knowledge is guided by love, it is knowledge indeed. Any kind of knowledge that doesn't cause us to love God and to serve others is really only hot air. It's inflation. A little bit of knowledge pops up in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.